What's up, witches, and welcome to Witch Space. I'm Gemini. And I'm Scorpio, and I have news. Yay! Tell us! Okay, so the World Divination Association is holding a virtual conference. And guess who is a speaker? Not me. (laughs) Me! So I'm doing a workshop. Yay! As the resident witch in the WDA, I'm doing um, the workshop on spirituality now, your practice now, Wicca now. Um, But here's the thing. Forget me. Okay, just forget me. You are not going to believe the people they have at this this conference. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Kaishleen Matthews, Rena George, Mary Kay Greer... (laughs) Holy crap. Yeah. Ciro Marchetti, Andrew McGregor, Carrie Paris, my charm lady extraordinaire, right? I mean, the list goes on, okay? There's like some amazing people at this thing. I just gave you a couple of names to like whet your appetite and to like have people go on Facebook uh, because that's where it's going to be held. It's going to be a Facebook live event. Um... Go on there. It's May 30th and 31st. So it's Saturday and Sunday. And there's all different time zones. So this conference is going on the entire time. So, and if you That's can't, really great. Right? And like, if you can't make a certain time, um, I forgot how long, but she, uh, Tony um, Poole, who's the head of the WDA, is going to have it on for people who have registered so like, let's say, you know, you can't stay up, like it's just too much already. Yeah, so you can watch a recording, but it is going to be live. So it'll be a Facebook live, people can write in, there'll be questions and answers afterwards. But yeah, it's crazy. And That's by the way, the so names cool. I mentioned, I'm reading them off the list. There are more that just so what you're saying is our listeners should absolutely check out the WDA website. Oh, yeah. And check out Facebook because the information is on Facebook. You definitely have to check this out. See the names. Like I said, I haven't even mentioned half the names. Um, you got to go on there and you've got to see because if you want to know um, when it comes to divination or even about your business, there are even some people going to talk about starting like your own spiritual practice. So there's something there for everybody. Um, and of course, most importantly, you'll be there. Well, well talking about. Me, yeah. Well, and for us. Yeah. You'll be there talking about witchcraft. Absolutely. So I'm really excited. Yeah, so my time slot is Saturday at 3 p.m. 3 p.m. New York time. Oh, that's a very nice time slot. Well, you know That's what? like was, accessible. I was trying to figure out like what would be good for here, for Europe, probably not good for Australia, but it was like hard to think of a time that I don't want to be groggy asleep, but I want to say, okay, 7 o'clock in the morning or something like that. Mm-hmm. I just thought... That might be a nice time. People winding down in Europe, if they want to listen to it, then it's, you know, nine o'clock. So, yeah. So that's what's going on. And I'm like super, super excited. I can't believe that I'm being included in this um, because, you know, these names are just ridiculously incredible people. So it's like, yeah. Okay. So it's really cool. Yeah. And I'll be able to sit in on their workshops because, you know, come on. <laughs> I know you're going. Oh, yeah. If I wasn't going to be a part of this, I definitely would be going anyway, because this is just yeah. too good to pass up. Um, yeah. So, and most people know how Facebook Live works. I have done Facebook Live as an audience member, not as somebody who's doing it. So mm-hmm. hopefully I won't mess it up. But Tony's so sweet. She's like, 
listen, guys, like you do it, it'll work how it works, like no pressure, because it is new for a lot of us, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's like, okay, I don't want to mess it up, but I think I'll get it. It'll be fine. I'm sure you will. So, so it's kind of interesting because you had mentioned something when I had talked to you about this, um, a question, and we thought, wow, this is actually kind of interesting because it's something that people have asked us about in our day-to-day lives before our day-to-day lives became this. Yeah. Um, so we thought that with the conference coming up and because we've gotten requests, it might be a good time to talk about it. And that is what, Gemini? Cowens. Cowens. Now that I remember what that word is. How to live amongst the Cowens. Yeah, and I think especially knowing that there's a conference coming in, like, you know, I I live at home with my husband who is not, you know, he is a Cowan. How, how do I navigate doing a spiritual conference around this very tiny space that I share with a guy who is not super invested in it? I mean, you know, my husband is also a Cowan. Um, but I think the difference is, and I can't speak about your guy, but just the impressions that I've gotten. I mean, when we're recording, especially now that we are recording, you know, each in our own homes and obviously their home as well. So everybody's home. Yeah. Um, you know, they're supportive in that. The only person who bugs me is my little familiar. He's the only one you're going to hear. Yeah. Right. Nobody else is going to come to the door because he knows I'm recording. And, you know, um, so we have that support. What happens if either you don't have that support or it's not? Well, I mean, because I think that your partner will support you, you know. In, they should. They and if should. they don't, you should be very conscious of that. Absolutely. Um, I think that that's key. Your partner should be supporting you in positive endeavors. Obviously, if you're trying yeah. to destroy yourself, I don't think that your partner should be going, oh, yeah, keep doing that meth, babe, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, serial killing sounds great. Yeah. But um, but what if it's that's not the case? What if it's a parent? You know, because yeah. you asked me, you're like, you know, how, what do you think is going to happen? Like for people who haven't really come out and they want to do this conference, like how do you hide? Do you hide in your room mm-hmm. on your phone with um, your headphones on? Yeah, and hope that nobody comes into your room and asks you, "What are you looking at?" You know, and just say porn, and that's it. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they won't ask to look at your phone after that. Nobody's going to be like, oh, what kind? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I I think a lot these days about like college kids Mm -hmm. because college for me was a very like formative time to figure out what my practice was. And at that point, the relationship that I had with my you know, Irish Catholic parents was not one that I felt like that I could be open about doing like a spiritual journey. And so the idea that like, I could be going home from college and being stuck at home indefinitely, it, it, it makes me grateful for where I am right now, but it also kind of scared me a little bit. It was like, well, how do you, you know, you're, you're 19 years old, you're just starting out of practice, you're just discovering like who you really are. And then you're back home with people who hopefully like love and support you, but maybe are not very understanding or open to these other ideas. Well, you know, it's funny because even though I was raised pagan, I had issues like that as well. Because 
my parents are not Wiccan. So when I started buying Wiccan books and studying Wicca, I said, oh, God, I've got to tell my parents. And, you know, and you, you would think, well, your parents were pagan. What did they care? My mom was like, well, why do you need Wicca? Like, what is Wicca? Why, why is this something you feel you need to be a part mm-hmm. of now? And does that mean you're turning your back on everything that we taught you? So it's still, it was a, it was a good transition. It wasn't anything, um, it wasn't huge. It wasn't like, you know, completely changing, you know, um, but she wanted to know what it was. And I, we had long talks and I shared books with her and, you know, she was okay with it, but she was concerned at first because she felt like, you know, why is this something that I needed in my life? So I get that um, on a different level, but I get that. I think it, a lot of me becoming a witch and I talk about like the early 2000s all the time because that's when I was really starting. A lot of it was based on hiding. A lot of what you would read would be like how to um, how to be a secret witch, how to have a secret altar, how to have a secret this, how to have a secret that. And a lot of it was this very like materialistic kind of vibe where it was like, oh, well, you have to have anathema, a wand, et cetera, et cetera, but here's how you make them tiny so that they're secret. And I think that right now that might not be the way you want to go. I think, you know, when we've talked about this in other podcasts, the idea that um, so much of ceremonial magic was included when Wicca was formed. So yeah. you had this idea of a secret society. You must be initiated. You must follow this you must be in the shadows, right? Um, so I think that that was part of it that carried over when you're talking about the 90s. I also think it was part of the cool factor, like I'm going to keep this to myself and this is what mm-hmm. I do. Um, but I also think there was a lot of what happens if I open my mouth and I say something and we're still living in those times. So yeah. I think the difference is the cool factor, the fashion factor... Like, okay, so here's the thing that I think is funny. So American Horror Story, which I love, mm-hmm. um, although Ryan Murphy's not going to be able to top what's going on right now, I'll tell you that much. Um, but American Give it Horror- 10 years, we'll have an American Horror Story, like, pandemic version. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, when Coven came out, and I mean, I loved that season, you know, they all wore these hats, and I've noticed that these hats have become a thing with mm-hmm. witches and the witch adjacent and you know i mean there are certain places you can't go to without seeing these girls with these hats on and i think it's kind of interesting i mean i like those hats but i think i've liked those hats since i saw lydia Dietz and beetlejuice wearing them you know yeah um it to me the hats are more of a goth thing than than a witch thing so i've always owned hats like that but um but I've noticed that's become like a thing. So I think people, and, and again, I think it goes back to, are they claiming witch as, um, I practice witchcraft or witch as a political term, as a yeah. feminist point? You know, is that what that's all about? You know, we're not really sure when we're saying witch, but we do know this, you know, closets are for brooms and linens and stuff like that. And nobody should have to live like that. Um, yeah. But we still do. In fact... The video we did, we haven't talked about the video we did that we put on Instagram. Oh my God, it's so cute and I love it so much. Past the Sun, 
Um, we put it on TikTok. I put it on TikTok. I put it on, you know, Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to get people, first of all, not everybody in which space is in it. Yeah. Even though we said, we're going to call it Witch Space and Friends, and it was like, no. Well, I mean, even when you asked me, I was hesitant to do it. Because it is very much, here's my face. Yeah. I couldn't not do it. But I was hesitant. I like, I had to be a little convinced. Yeah. So we got friends to, to be in it. So it is Witch Space and Friends. And, yeah. And that way it protects... It protects the innocent. It protects uh, the witch space people from knowing who, um, from anybody asking, like, who is that? And it's like, oh, yeah. they're friends, you know? So technically, it's just you and me and friends. Yeah. Um, which is kind of nice. Um, but why is that happening? Cowans. Again, it comes yeah. down to Cowans. It comes down to what are people going to say? Um, and we talked about it already this year, how we were outed at work. Yeah, and we talked about in the beginning of the podcast the fact that we do this podcast under our signs instead of our names because we didn't want to be out at work. Right. And so it's this weird full circle thing that, you know, I feel like we put – we did this very, like, early 2000s thing where we were like, this is how we practice witchcraft secretly, and yet it still ended up not quite working out. Well, I mean, and I've I've also talked on the podcast how I was outed at work by a student. Mm-hmm. Um, so how do you navigate that? And people have asked us, like, how do you? So now that we're kind of like indoor cats, um, how can you navigate that space? And, you know, for me, it's just kind of odd to think that there are people living with other people who don't know. You know, it's one thing to go to work and say, I'm going to hide this. It's another thing. I don't yeah. know how you hide it at home. But I do know somebody who lives alone and hides her altar. Just in case somebody has to come in, repairman or something like that. Um, hmm. This feeling of shame. Not shame. That's the wrong word. Feeling of, um, I guess, just nervousness at, at mm-hmm. the scrutiny, at the judgment of what can happen. Um I've had workmen come in. They've seen my altar. I, I just, it's there. Yeah. I think, so I'm going to tell a story. This is yeah. story time with Gemini. Um, and I use my husband as the main example of this because he's the person that I spend the most time with. Um, and he's the person that I'm the most open with about all of this stuff. But when we had started dating, he was very much like generic guy and I would talk about astrology like my girlfriend and I would be at you know with him at dinner and we'd be talking about astrology and he'd be like astrology is dumb and we were like listen it's it's 2015 it's 2017 it's not cool anymore to be like this is dumb and it took him a little while to be open to it. it. It involved me having to like explain it. And that's something that I have always been very uncomfortable with. It's a thing that I, I don't typically do. I don't like to explain, you know, my spiritual practice. I think that that's like almost putting words to it feels a little blasphemous to me sometimes. But I had to take the time to be like, okay, here is. But by explaining it to him, 
He's significantly more open and understanding. He's even sometimes participatory. You know, I'll be like, oh, hey, I have to pour out an offering. And he'll be like, oh, I'll get the I'll get the offering bowl for you. Or like we moved a bunch of stuff around in our apartment. And he was like, where do you want to put the altar? So part of this is about you have to be open to explaining it sure. to other people. You know, if you know and you care about somebody, like if you're living with a roommate who's your friend, if you're living with a partner, if you know and trust that your parents will be open to this kind of thing, you have to take the initiative and say, listen, this is what I do. This is what's important to me. You don't have to tell them like everything. You don't have to sit them down and be like, this is my ritual for holidays and this is my ritual for the full moon. But just like, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is why it's important. And the people who love and care and support you are going to be like, thank you. Now I know this thing. I can work with it. If you don't explain it to them, you can't be mad when they don't get it, you know? Yeah. I, um... I don't know if I ever told you the story. So I I had gone to Salem and I had a mug. I don't remember what it was from, where it was from. And it, I mean, it was a mug that said Salem on it. And I'm in the English office and one of my coworkers goes, oh, did you go to Salem recently? And I said, yeah, I was just there over the weekend. He goes, oh, you picking up things for spells? <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm Wiccan, right? And he just like snapped and was like, Oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm like, no, it's no big deal. Just, I'm Wiccan, okay? And I've just, like, I just, I don't know. I'm just kind of done with a lot of stuff. And um, I even told my coordinator. I don't know what we were talking about. And I was like, yeah, oh, because somebody wanted something. She was like, what did she want from you? I'm like, she just wants something, you know, because her mom's not feeling well. So I'm going to do a little spell. And then I realized what I said. And I went, because I'm a witch, okay? So... (laughs) I'm imagining that conversation. Um, and I'm just kind of like, like, I'm just, I'm over it. I'm just kind of over being afraid of, because people are just putting two and two together everywhere I go. But mm-hmm. I also respect people who say, I can't, I just, I really, look, I know somebody who's so afraid that their family is just going to turn their backs on them. And they don't live with their family. And they're full on adults. And I can't imagine living that way, thinking that the people that I love the most over something like this, instead of asking, instead of giving you the opportunity to explain, would just say, yeah, no, um, bye. That was very much the way that I started in witchcraft. I was very, I, I was very secretive. I was very afraid. I didn't want my parents to know, you know, we're Irish Catholic. There's, you know, Catholics have a weird relationship with magic wherein they do it, but they don't think they do it. Um, So for a very long time, I was very quiet about the things that I did. And it wasn't until I moved out and it wasn't until I felt that I had a witch community. You know, it really wasn't until witch space that I was like, oh, well, you know, I think I can be a little bit more open about the fact that I like read tarot cards or I have crystals or that sort of thing. And and part of it is also that, you know, our modern society right now is much more open to these sorts of things. Um, I can kind of couch a lot of the things that I do in self-care. And that was kind of like the, 
the opening step, like, oh, I just really like to take a lot of baths. You know, I'm, I'm really into taking baths. No, I'm doing like bath rituals and stuff like that. But that is the opening. And then it's, oh, well, I take my crystals in the bath. But I guess part of it for me is I just want to say to the people listening, especially like young witches, like baby witches, it does get better. Like my mom asks me all the time now, like, oh, did you bring your cards? Or like if we have a family gathering, I'll just bring tarot cards and just read tarot for people because I I don't want to socialize. Um, But when I was... When I was 19 years old, when I was even younger than that, I was really afraid that I was going to be disowned, that it was going to be the end of my relationship with my family if I admitted that I didn't want to practice the religion that they were practicing. And I mean, like, not even really practicing, you know, the cafeteria Catholic kind of vibe, you know, maybe we'll go to church, maybe we won't, but but I didn't want to alienate myself from my family, and I think that taking it slow is better than not taking it. You know, if you want to if you want to start by saying like, you know, these are self-care practices or like I have crystals because they're aesthetic, start with that. Like I always see how it goes. Say, oh, have you heard about this new age thing? Right, new age. Yeah. Yeah, Playing like, dumb I, helps. I mean, god, you could probably pick up any woman's magazine, you know, quote-unquote woman's magazine. Do they even exist? Yeah, like Vogue and and those things are still around right Mm -hmm. so you know you could just say I was reading you know in Vogue this new age thing that women are trying you know and you could do that and you know it's seriously there's so many things you could do to just test the waters if nothing else although I gotta tell you something else that I did so last department meeting because you know we all do these zoom calls um Mm -hmm. I just want to mess with people and the people who know me know that I do it to mess with them. So Gemini can see me. But basically, I took a deck of cards. Visually enough, people could see me. And I just started to, you know, shuffle. Uh-huh. And then I would lay them out. Like, I would turn them over. And I'd point to the card. And I'd point to the camera, you know, to the computer. And kind of bring my finger up like I'm thinking, like, to my face. And then bring another one and point like that. Um, so yeah, I did that just because I was in a mood to like, fuck with people. I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to, cause I, know I love some it. people. I mean, I saw some faces that were cracking up that knew that I was just messing with people. And I saw other people just kind of like furrow their brows, like what's going on over there. So just, mm-hmm. yeah. So I love that. So Cowans, I like to mess with them. I guess you could, t- <laughs> sometimes I like to mess with them. Um, so, Scorpio, what's it like being married to a Cowan? Um, you know, it's funny because, you know, he's from Spain. So when I think of Spain, he's from the southern part of Spain. It's a very religious part of Spain. So it was weird mm-hmm. when we met because I thought, oh, this guy's going to be super religious. Like, I am not even going to mention the fact that I'm a witch. I mean, we were just friends. So it wasn't like, you know... I yeah. cared to like, uh, you know, he's not any, he's not going to be anybody like substantial in my life that I need to like really explain my practice to. Yeah. Um, I honestly don't remember how it came up. I think it was when I realized we were going from friends to something else um, that I was like, listen, I got to tell you I'm a witch. Um, that's something that I've always said to people that I'm going to be in a relationship with. Like once, you know, if 
Mm-hmm. A couple of dates go by and it's going really well. I'm like, listen, some things you got to know about me. In fact, I remember telling somebody once my first date, like, listen, I just want you to know something. I'm like, I had a brother who died of AIDS and I'm a witch. If you have a question, you have questions about either one of those things, I'm open to talking about it. If you're freaked out about either, goodbye. Like, that's it. <laughs> Here's my baggage right because now. I just don't want to put yeah, it on I the table. My time. But, yeah. you know, he was just, well, first of all, he's not Catholic. His family is. He's not. Um, and he's open. So, you know, like your husband, he's he's helped me with things. When I've needed to move something, whatever, he's like, well, why don't you try it like this? I was trying to, like, do something with, with the moon, mm-hmm. with the light of the moon. He was like, well, what if you used a mirror this way, you know? And, um, and I thought that, you know, it's like he doesn't have to help. He doesn't have to do any of these things. But he's super respectful. So, so it's nice. I mean, um, yeah. He doesn't ever, and it's funny because I always ask him, like, do you have any questions? Like, do you want to know about? He was like, yeah, no, yeah, no, I'm good. You know, um, he doesn't like me to read for him. He's like, Mm -hmm. I don't want to know anything. He goes, don't tell me anything. So when my husband has a little bit to drink, especially at a party, like where I'm doing tarot, he immediately is like, oh, can I try? So I bought him oh. his own deck that I can keep. And when I bought it, he was like, oh, okay. I mean, I don't need that. But I know that we're going to be at a party one day. And he's going to have had like two beers. And I'm going to pull that deck out. And he's going to be like, oh, my God. And then just start. So I'm just like slowly trying to convert him to also be a tarot reader. Okay, you have to record this. You have to record his drunk readings. I want to see this. That's hysterical. Oh, hell yeah. He's not He's not bad at it. Like, I'm not even going to pretend like he's he's pretty good for being intoxicated. He does a damn okay, good job. Okay, when this is all over and my lounge is set up downstairs, you guys are coming over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, my God. Yes. This is hysterical. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. But I also, like, a lot of witchy things aren't necessarily religious practices. So, like... If you're if you don't want to tell people that you're a witch in a religious sense, you can still be like, oh yeah, you know, I'm really interested in tarot as like self-therapy. You know, you can use tarot in a very reflective and meditative way. And some people are more comfortable with that than the idea that like there might be a familiar in your tarot deck who you're like commuting with or like getting divine guidance or anything like that. You have to decide like What's the most important? Are you going to make yourself comfortable by owning your truth 100% or are you going to ease people into it and unfortunately make yourself a little uncomfortable to begin with? And some people do this in different ways. Like for me, I was very much like I'm going to uncomfortably hide in the shadows and slowly make other people comfortable with it. But I've met people even in college who were like, bitch, I'm a Wiccan. If you don't like it, you can go. It's like, all right, love that. Love that for you. I can't do it. Love that for you. You know, I think it, it, it's, I mean, I remember when I first started teaching, um, I told everybody I was Buddhist because I was concerned. So I think concern is normal. The reason I said Buddhist, well, first mm-hmm. of all, I, I have read Buddhist texts. I, I, 
I enjoy very much reading certain uh, Zen masters like Thich Nhat Hanh. So it's not like I couldn't discuss mm-hmm. things. It's like I knew some things. I was not Buddhist. Um, but it's just easier because what I didn't want was people assuming, you know, especially when you're new to a place. Yeah. You know, I was new to the area. I was new to the job. And I didn't want, you know, um, do you want to come to service with us? Do you want to? Because people where we work, some of them are very religious. And I wanted to distance mm-hmm. myself from that in a way that would be acceptable. And for some reason, Buddhism yeah. was very acceptable. People thought that was very, you know, cool. It was, you know, nice, whatever you want to call it. Um, but as the years went on, it just, I just think the older I get, the less, well, first of all, you know, you get 10 years, one. Second is, <laughs> the more you think that this is really dumb because I'm not doing anything bad. I'm not doing anything wrong. So why do I have to pretend to be something else? And that just is something that was very serious to me that I took it upon myself to do, not with the kids, because the kids don't have to know anything about your religious. Like I, I tell them I refuse to discuss yeah. religion or politics because I'm not a social studies teacher. So therefore politics don't matter. Um, I tell them they have to come. I do tell them politics matter and that they have to come up with their own ideas and be active citizens. I believe in being a good citizen, which means you vote, which means you voice your opinions on on things that matter to you. But as far as what side you're on, that's not my job. So it has no place. Same thing with religion. Mm -hmm. If religion works for you, that's awesome. Go for it. If it doesn't work for you, that's awesome. Go for that. You know, I'm not there to give you religious advice, so I'm not going to discuss religion. Um, but it's just, it's been all around me. I mean, kids come up to me. Kids talk to me. Um, yeah. The kids are very yeah. insightful. You know. Um, there is a club there. It's a religious club. It's for um, Christian kids. And it's, the kids wanted it. So you can have it. And I am dying for a pagan kid to say to me, I want whatever. So I could go. You got your advisor right here because I would drive the Christian kids crazy. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Do another club. Just add another one to your list. Well, I might be dumping one. Because you have no free well, time. Busy um, as hell. Well, not anymore. I think... Well, yeah. No, that's fair. Um, It's weird, too, because, like, I know that I sound kind of like a lunatic, when I say like, oh, well, I wanted to be Gemini because I don't have tenure and I don't want people to know. Because I know, like I fundamentally am conscious of the fact that all of the Cowans at work really don't give a shit. You know, like there, there are people who are talking shit about me anyway. There are people who do not care and just want to do their jobs. And there are people who might be like, oh, I'm interested. Could you tell me more? Those people exist no matter what I say about myself. So like I recognize that I can just walk into the world and be like, this is who I am and this is what I do. But I, and I think this is probably something that people resonate with. If, if this is a feeling that you have, listeners, please let us know. I feel unrepresented in the world. I feel like there aren't or, or I felt, because I feel less like this now, I felt like there weren't people like me. You know, there was, there was you, 
And that was it. (laughs) That was it. And so I felt like there wasn't any value in acting like myself because no one was going to get it. People were going to judge it. Nobody understood it. And so why, why put that effort on myself? And doing this podcast has been so helpful in allowing me to see the value in discussing our experiences and, and being vocal about the things that are important to us specifically with regards to spirituality. Cause it, it's made me more conscious over time of how silly it is and how silly it was to be like, Oh yeah, you know, I have a, I have a fake name and I'm doing my podcast under a fake name because I don't like sitting here now in the second year, we we probably could have used our real names. I'm happy we didn't. I like being Gemini and Scorpio, but this has been such a great practice to allow me to recognize the value of my own lived experiences as a witch. So, like, thank you, I guess yeah. is what I'm saying. I wasn't expecting all that. You know, you know what I was thinking, though? First of all, I thought you were going to cry. I was getting, like, a little nervous. Okay. No. But no, the but other good. thing was... I kind of feel when it comes to witches, there is nobody like you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I could be in a room full of witches. I don't feel there's anybody like me. And that's what I like about this. I like listening to people's stories. I like listening to how they come at, whether it's a spell, whether it's a reading, um, you know, their practice. Because I feel, again... Perhaps it's very different in a coven where people are following, they're in lockstep. But for all the witches that I've met that are solitary, it's so interesting to see their path and to see where they're going. You know, I've never met anybody as empathic as Virgo. Okay? Yeah. Um, So that's kind of interesting when you hear, like, when people say, yeah, you know, I'm a little empathic, I'm a little this. And after meeting her and her journey, it's like, damn no that's that's a damn Mm -hmm. empath that's like a scary empath um so yeah i think that but i know what you're saying like when you when you start to meet more people you start to have the conversation and you know i don't think i've ever had a deep conversation about these texts or anything before we did the podcast you know it was always you meet somebody you might talk about something briefly but you really don't um and i think it's it's made my practice stronger to be able to to have which space the podcast which space the group is just a bunch of it's like herding cats so yeah that's just a a mess a lovely lovely mess but it's a (laughs) we we hang out but like it's tough (laughs) it's tough yeah it is tough um i think the lack of community is the biggest hurdle you have to overcome when dealing with cowans because i think cowans get off easy in a lot of their religious practices because like community is right. built into it. Like like when I was going to church as a quote unquote Catholic, you went to church with like a hundred other people. Even if you never spoke to those other people, you sat in a room and everybody was experiencing that same, not necessarily same quality, but the same spiritual moment, the same sermon, the same whatever. And we don't have that. And because I think a lot of us do come you know, most of us are not raised Wiccan or Pagan or Hellenic. There is that period of, well, there's no one to support me. Mm. 
we have to we have to go find our own supports for our practice instead of just having this nice built in you know there's a church down the road you go on a Sunday and the other thing is and this I don't know if I would love to hear other people's opinions on this I'm wary of groups you know um and there are groups out there that have founded churches and they say, okay, this is the first Wiccan temple or whatever they call themselves and come on down. And, and I'm just like, yeah, no, no. I, I just, I don't mm-hmm. trust people. And I definitely, and it sounds terrible, but when it comes. Well, to, you're a Scorpio, so. Um, but when it comes to the <laughs> spiritual community, how many people are there to help? How many people are there to make a buck? And I just yeah. have issues. So I think that also makes it harder for us in general, as witches, to find community, because there's, I think there is that layer of mistrust in the beginning. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think it's, I think it's tough, because like all religious practices, there's like the people who are really religious and the people who are in it for a buck. But ours is so much smaller. That it's, you know, when you, if you go and you find that, you know, a Wiccan temple is not your vibe for whatever reason, that might be the only Wiccan temple in your area. Versus like if I went to, there's a church literally, literally two doors down from my house. If I went to that church and I was like, oh, this isn't my vibe for whatever reason, there's also a church up the block from my house and around the corner from my house and in the next town and the next town and the next town. So it... It puts us in a position where building a community is much more difficult. But I do think that community strengthens your spiritual practice. Even if you're not doing, you know, the actual like religious parts of it with people. You know, you and I do everything separately. We're, We're different religions. But being able to get on the podcast and talk about the lived experience of being a pagan person in the modern world has made us better. And when we get together as witch space, we're celebrating the energy of the time period of the earth more than we're really looking at the spiritual celebration. So if we would, we obviously did not do anything for Beltane. Um, But if we did, it would be the natural changes in the earth so that everybody in witch space is comfortable. And it's not, it's not going against anybody's spiritual beliefs. It's not trespassing on it. It's it's coming together at a time that makes sense, whether you're spiritual or not, because of the energy. So, right. And then we all do our own separate, if we are religious, our own separate things for Beltane um, on our own. And not everybody yeah. does. In which space? Not everybody does something for Beltane, spiritually speaking. <laughs> Me. Yeah, you're one of them, yeah. And that's fine. And I think that, but I think that's the other thing that was not available in the past. I think in the past, people felt if you're a coven, you have to be, okay, initiated, mm-hmm. you have to have steps, you have to have certain numbers, you have to all follow lockstep. And I think that what people are realizing now, and what I like about now is that no, um, what do you have in common and celebrate that? Yeah. And you can even celebrate what you don't have in common. You could say, you know, what would you do? Let's do that. Let's let's see that. 
let's take a look at that. Let's examine that or let's celebrate in something that is fun. You know, um, there is a, a Beltane festival in the lower, well, there was a Beltane festival in the lower Hudson Valley um, that we were going to, even though you yeah. don't celebrate Beltane. But it is a lot of fun and it is quite beautiful. And hopefully next year we will be doing that. Um, we'll be going there. They have a huge maypole. Um, and you don't have to be Wiccan. It doesn't hurt yeah. to be Wiccan to go, but you don't have to be. You could still enjoy the time and the history of what that day signifies. Yeah. Right? So so there's that. And, and I think, yeah, finding that and finding your people. And I think you know. I think it's it's less about pushing and trying to force people into it. And I think it's more about being open and talking to people and seeing who yeah. you vibe with, um, you know, and being open that way. But, um, you know, as far as, you know, work and as far as school and as far as all that stuff, you have to gauge for yourself, one, if you're going to get shit, how much shit do you want to yeah. deal with? Um, and if you're not going to be, then you know, how comfortable are you? And there are some things that I'm comfortable doing at work, you know, wearing at work or whatever, not doing, but, um, and some things that I'm not, and it doesn't have to be. It's just, if people can wear a crucifix around their neck at work, why can't you wear a pentagram? That's a chance. Yeah. That's what you're feeling that day, you know? Um, but it's tough, especially, especially now, you know, who are you locked in with? And, um, and all that stuff. And actually, that brings us back to my workshop. Yes, it, or not. it does. <laughs> I've been workshop. trying not to say too much about like literally what do you do because they should just go to your workshop and you'll tell them. Well, the workshop is going to be about these times for sure. Um, and, you know, for some people, supplies are running low. And I know of one store in the area that's shutting down. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what I heard. Yeah, you're going to have to tell me when we... Yeah, because I, you know, I, if it's not true, I don't want to just spread rumors, but I heard that one store is closing down. So if you need supplies and people aren't shipping or you can't go and pick up, what do you do? And that's what my workshop is pretty much about. Your practice doesn't have to end because you run out of candles um, and you know, you're not a bad witch if you sit something out because your mental state is telling you right now you need a break. Yeah. So that's basically what the workshop is about. Um, yeah. This was fun. I'm really enjoying like the direction that these episodes are taking this year. Okay. Cause I, I feel everybody like everybody else's. I, I hope yeah. Please let us know. Us talking. Yeah. Well, it's always just us talking. <laughs> well, I mean like, you know, yeah, no, but I like this. I like, I like that the first year was like us being critical of the foundations of Wicca and now this year is kind of like us internalizing that and being cognizant of how it affects like the greater religio-spiritual community of paganism. Mm. I mean, I also think that the first year changed my practice. Yeah. You know, um, looking at those texts again, discussing them with you, um, just, you know, and just being out there more and listening to people and people write to us and really connecting with people um, makes you think. I mean, even within which space, when somebody came to me who was kind of starting out and had questions, where should I start? 
my answer was different mm -hmm. um, because it wasn't just a standard, oh, you know, you should read, you know, because yeah. now it's like, yeah, you should read that, but, you know, and it's funny because my answers now to people are more about going outside and figuring out what they resonate with and how mm -hmm. they meditate and do you feel better by a brook or by a tree? Or do you want to hold a crystal? Like, you know, for me, it's more like get in tune with what you're feeling and then I'll recommend a book, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, because I feel that it does come more from within before you start reading all the do's and don'ts. Yes. Um, you know, so for sure that's changed how I approach things and how I approach it with people who ask me for advice. Yeah. I think, I think the point of this episode especially is that part of being in this practice is that you really do need to work on your intuition for a variety of reasons. And you need to trust that intuition when you're interacting with other people, especially other people who aren't your religion <laughs> or your yeah. spirituality. Um, I do want to suggest that everybody practices like generous assumption that you should give Cowans the benefit of the doubt just because they're Cowans doesn't mean they're going to hate you. Yeah. Um, and I don't want, I, I think that that was what everybody internalized in the early 2000s was this idea that like this very like Gardnerian, you have to be secret or they're going to kill you. And that's not reality. And it was never reality for Gardner. It was never a thing. So we need to move away from this idea that, like, you're going to die if you tell people that you're, you know, Wiccan, pagan. You should trust your intuition and know that some people are just not going to get it. But you should also give Cowans the benefit of the doubt and understand that, like, some of them just have no idea what you're talking about. And they need a little bit of help to get it. Well, I also want to say that this is coming from a place where we live in New York. I don't yeah, that's know fair. that's... You know what I mean? Like, I don't know about giving people the benefit of the doubt if you've lived somewhere else. And I don't want to mention another place because I don't want to seem like, you know, I'm stereotyping a group. But I think, yeah, trust your intuition. If you're feeling, Yeah, step one, trust your intuition. Yeah, if your spidey senses are tingling and telling you, like, be quiet, then be quiet. Because, yeah, you don't want anybody getting hurt. Yeah. So I think that's a wrap for us, no? I definitely do. I think this was a good one. You know, it's going to be a good one. May 30th and 31st, World Divination Association. And I'm not even plugging me. I'm going to be totally honest. I'm not even really plugging me. Don't come listen to me. But you've got to be kidding me. You're going to have a lot of heavy hitters in the divination community. You should check them out. I mean, seriously. Go on the website. Go on Facebook. Uh, World Divination Association Virtual Conference. Um, check out the names. And there are going to be more names added. So seriously there's got to be somebody there that catches your interest yeah. if it's me i'm at you know and also you should see scorpio <laughs> three o'clock uh mm. saturday new york time eastern standard time but no seriously check out the other names that are there because i think it's definitely worth checking out this virtual um conference and i'm excited that a lot of these virtual things are popping up i really am yeah you know um, there's a yoga place that I love in Nyack and they're doing free yoga classes. Yes. And if you don't make them, they're on YouTube. I'm sorry. Free? <laughs> free. Love free. Free is for me. 
Well, I mean, these are tough times, you know. So if people can check out yoga, yeah. it's good for you. It's um, and I can tell you, it's a workout. I've been to this place, and it's like even the gentle yoga is like, lady, I don't know what's gentle about this, but I love them. They're so good, these teachers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things to check out. So if you can check out, you know, virtual conferences or classes, you should do that because um, there's some amazing people doing all these different things. So, And we will, of course, post about the World Divination Association Conference on our Instagram, so you can check it out there. Absolutely. Thank you so much to Sean McShane for the amazing... Yeah, that thing too. Thank you so much to Sean McShane for the amazing intro and outro music. I'm going to leave that flub in for everybody to hear what this really sounds like. (laughs) And thank you to everybody who reaches out to us. Um, We love you guys. All the posts, all the mentions, you know, you're amazing. And, you know, keep reaching out. If you're feeling down, if you've got questions, you know, we're here. We, we're we're sleepy. We we definitely go to sleep early, but we're tired. We will... We will respond to you guys. So please, you know, keep it coming. Um, And next time, what are we doing next time? Something. What are we reading? Oh, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. You know? It's some some more Greek mythology. That's what I thought. Yes. Actually, I don't know which one yet. No, I do know which one, but I'm not going to say. I'm going to let everybody guess on the Instagram who they think we're talking about next. Okay. So as stop long by. As you let me know so I can read it. Oh, it's on the <laughs> list that you don't look at. <laughs> I never look. Okay, so Gemini has got this list. It's a beautiful of, spreadsheet. It's perfect. Yeah, it is. And I ask her all the time. You know what this is? I know what this is. You know how like you used to ask me. So what holidays come? Like, what oh are you yeah, that's what, what this are you is. doing? Yeah. It, this, this is, is the same thing back. where I'm like, <laughs> it is, and I'm just like, what are we talking about in the podcast? I never look at this spreadsheet. I never have any idea. Okay, I will look at it, and then I probably won't be able to find it, and then I'll have to text you, and you'll have to, like, share it with me again. But I will look at it, and I will see what I have to read. And all y'all should stop by the Instagram. Um, I'm going to put up a poll sometime in the the coming week where you guys can guess uh, which of the gods do you think that we're talking about next. Okay, I'm excited because I've been loving reading all this mythology, which, you know, for people who – okay, so here's the thing. The books that we read, the Wiccan books. Yeah. I have noticed so much Greek mythology in there since we started talking about Hellenismos more. Mm-hmm. So for people who think, well, you know, I'm not Hellenic. I don't want to be Hellenic. There's so much in there that we that we use, it, whether we use it in our own way. It's not the same way, but it's in there. So yeah. this has been a lot of fun. A um, lot of fun. Thank you to all of our listeners for listening. We love you guys so much. And remember... If you're following the moons, you're following us. 